Oh, hello there, Legal Pagers. Welcome to this episode of the Legal Page Podcast. I am going to share with you my five tips to ensure you are protecting your brand. This is a very legal-centric and legal-heavy podcast episode. So really, let's just get into it, why don't we? You're listening to the Legal Page Podcast, where we chat about life and business with a legal twist. I'm Paige, attorney and photographer helping online businesses and creatives tackle their business dreams without breaking out in hives. No more legal mumbo jumbo. This podcast features simple bite-sized advice that'll have you legally legit in no time. Are you ready? Let's get started. As a reminder, before we get into this episode, I am legally obligated to give my disclaimer. So I am an attorney, but I am not your attorney. All legal information I talk about on this episode is intended for the masses and a large variety of different businesses. I am only your attorney when you hire me and we sign an engagement letter for me to work specifically on your legal issues. Please feel free to seek out another attorney in your hometown if you need specific legal advice or contact me for more information. Alrighty, here's the episode, friends. Hey, hey, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in today. As you know, I'm going to be sharing my five tips to ensure you are protecting your brand. That means logos, names, other things within your business. And I am really just going to get into this as quickly as possible. I'm not going to go too far in depth into all five of my tips. I'm just going to give you kind of surface level things to consider. And then there's other podcast episodes that explain more about like trademarks, and copyright so you can go listen to those. And of course, I'll give you some valuable next steps as well. Alrighty, my tip number one for protecting your brand is to trademark your brand. There is nothing worse, you guys, than building a brand from the ground up. And then you are like, oh, maybe I should trademark this a few years in. And then you see that that name is already taken. Like that is my heart breaking for you as a trademark attorney. So do not do that. If you have a very unique brand name or logo, and I'll get to that when we talk about a logo tip, but if you you have any of those things, like even a brand phrase, for example, I've trademarked lots of phrases for people like in the fitness industry in particular, they have a phrase that they're constantly using or, you know, their clients are constantly using. They're putting on all of their marketing and advertising materials. So not just your business name, think about a little bit more overall for your brand. Okay. You have the top of your umbrella, which is your business name and the logo for your business name that can all be trademarked federally and through your state. But I always suggest a federal trademark for all of us working in the online world because that encompasses the entire United States to be protected from. But also you want to think about those, you know, other considerations such as, you know, sub brand names or phrases or mottos that you're consistently using in your business. Those can be trademarked as well. Always do this from the very, very beginning. So as soon as you can, save up to file for a federal trademark. It can cost anywhere uh, between about, I would say, well, if you do it on your own, it really only costs like $250 to about $300, but you have to know how to go through the online USPTO.gov system. 
And it's old and archaic and a lot of people don't understand a lot of the things that they're looking for in the application process. I always, always suggest if you just want to like get it done the right way the first time, just go through a trademark attorney. I do it through my law firm, Griffith Law PLLC. We trademark all kinds of brand names and logos and all kinds of things for our clients through my law firm. And we do it as soon as possible for them. And when you hire an attorney for them to do like a comprehensive search and get the application going, they monitor your application for you because the application process can take anywhere from six to 12 to 18 to 24 months primarily is how long it takes. And then, you know, any like office actions they need to respond to, they work with the examining attorney on your case. It's always best to just hire someone to represent you. And that will cost you probably between, I'd say, $1,500 to $3,000. So once you have, I would like tell people set aside that money legally if you want to trademark from the get-go. And that's going to be the biggest protection that you can honestly have on your brand. A registered trademark of course, comes with some perks, right? Because why would you just trademark something to like ubiquitously like have something out there in the universe, but you don't really know why you actually did it. So the the good thing is, is you can always litigate in federal courts if there's trademark infringement. So you can't sue for trademark infringement unless you actually have a registered trademark. Um, to protect your trademark in other countries as well, if it's actually registered in the United States. And then uh, another thing that people forget about for like anyone that has uh, a trademarked or trade dress that is um, registered with the USPTO or a mark or a logo that's registered with the UTO, USPTO, like Chanel, for example, Customs and Border Protection can compensate suspected counterfeits automatically if your trademark is registered. So there's really cool benefits. Uh, You also get automatic damages if you have a registered trademark and someone infringed on it. You don't have to prove anything like ill will or malicious intent. Like they infringe, boom, you get damages. Uh, So registering your trademark just gives you more power to enforce your brand rights when they're infringed upon. And that is tip one, trademark your brand. Tip two is get a contract in place uh, to really set expectations with your clients and protect your overall kind of brand feel. And of course, your brand policies and procedures, you need to have certain protections in place and all of your clauses will protect you from, you know, future client issues from everyone that you work with, especially if say you're like an influencer or you're working with somebody by affiliating for them, uh, or you're going to be on someone else's podcast. Like it's always good to have like an influencer agreement or a brand deal agreement. It's really good to have it set in stone everyone's roles and responsibilities from the get-go, all parties to the contract at the beginning. It's going to protect you as the business owner. It's going to protect your assets under your business, and it's going to protect your brand from any risks and liabilities that could be involved in working with other people. You don't want to tarnish your brand by having poor like back-end legality stuff set up from the beginning. You want to avoid all of that by having things in place like contracts that you can go to to resolve a dispute. So my tip number two is protect your brand with every contract you can think of in different types of scenarios. 
Okay, tip number three is copyright protection to ensure that your brand doesn't have anything happen to it copyright-wise. So copyright law protects original works such as writings and pictures and works of art which have been expressed in a tangible way. So ideas, you guys, cannot be copyrighted. You actually have to fix them in some type of tangible medium. So photographs, of course, can be copyrighted. An online course script can be copyrighted. Slides are copyrighted. Any, you know, my contracts are copyrighted because I created them and fixed all of my legal, you know, know how and knowledge and expertise down in a tangible way within these contracts. Um, so that can be copyrighted. So any text on your website, any uh, graphic that you would produce for your company, those are copyrightable. Trademark law, on the other hand, protects words and phrases and symbols and designs that identify and distinguish the source of the products or services. So that's what I was talking about in tip number one, where you're going to trademark your actual brand name, right? It identifies your company and distinguishes your services from other companies. Now, I do have other episodes all about copyright protection. The main thing you need to know is that unlike trademarks that are not automatic, you don't just like suddenly own a trademark, you actually have to federally register it for you to have ownership over that actual mark throughout the United States, you do have limited copyright protections just from the get-go. So the minute you click the shutter on your camera and you've composed that image and it's fixed in a tangible medium on some type of media card, right? That you automatically own what's called common law protections under copyright laws. But you can't ever sue for copyright infringement and copyright registration, of course, expands the scope of protection for your IP. And it really fills in the gaps oftentimes for existing trademark issues that could occur. So say, for example, I have a client who owns a trademark specifically for fitness apparel, okay? And then they have someone that they find out is competing with them and has a similar brand name for you know, the services they offer that would be like a floral business. Okay. I'm just coming up with something. You may not be able to do anything to stop them under, you know, your trademark registration and under the United States trademark office because your specific trademark is limited just to the fitness industry. Unless you've also registered in a different international class under the United States Patent and Trademark Office. But oftentimes you don't. You just have the protection in that specific industry in that specific class. But under copyright law, uh, because you own some bundle of copyright rights, you may be able to prevent a third party from using your actual business name and logo with a wide range of goods and services. So also having copyright protection is very important. 
So along with kind of that expansive protection other than trademarks, of course, copyright law has other benefits as well. So if you have a registration through the United States Copyright Office, you can be eligible for greater damages in infringement proceedings. You can also be reimbursed for attorney's fees and costs. You can't have that just under like a common law if you're sending a cease and desist and you don't actually have a valid copyright registration for that specific copyright. And you're just like, hey, like I own this. I'm the copyright owner to this. And you don't like cite the registration number. You can't get reimbursed for fees and costs. And you um, don't have the abilities to sue for all types of damages. And then the other thing people don't think about with copyright infringement is um, DMCA takedowns. So Digital Millennium Copyright Off Act, sorry, takedowns. You can just file an actual takedown on the DMCA website and because you automatically own the copyright to that. And all these sites are legally obligated to uh, control the owners of copyrights intellectual property. And so if someone comes to them and says, something's happening on your website or on your platform that's illegal because I'm the copyright owner, boom, they have to take that kind of stuff down. Other things that are important, like photographers and videographers listening in, um, if you like take and compose a shot or you have a video and then it starts getting, it goes viral and then, you know, people paint the photo, maybe it's a landscape photo or it's a, it's a photo of like an urban scene. I've seen this happen where then like artists and people start basically like repurposing and reutilizing your work of art. Uh, you have, of course, common law rights in that copyright. But once you've registered your copyright with the United States Copyright Office, and you guys, it's very simple and very, very inexpensive to do on your own, then you can just start sending out cease and desist and tell people to like stop doing what they're doing because they're infringing or you're going to file some type of lawsuit or ask them for damages. Uh, so there's tons of different ways that copyrights in particular can protect your brand. I've gone over a short range of them here, but my tip number three here is to protect your brand. Make sure that everything that is copyrightable does get registered in a timely fashion through the United States Copyright Office. Tip number four is logos. I find it very important for people to work with branding strategists and, of course, graphic designers to create custom logos that are unique and specific to your company. Done are the days where you should just like create some basic logo on your own or on Canva uh, because honestly, they're not going to be <laughs> as good as what an actual graphic designer and brand strategist can do. I say spend the money, hire the people from the get go, create beautiful logos and sub logos and sub marks and just like stamps and all of the things. Uh, have your full brand kit available to you with fonts and with colors and use that for everything across every content that you content piece that you produce out there across all of your social media. Everything needs to be created with intention and logos intact. 
This will create goodwill with your brand to consumers. Because of brand recognition, primarily, they will automatically associate your logo with the services or products that you offer. Take, for example, Nike, Chick-fil-A, Tesla, you know, the Nike swoosh. We all know what Nike produces, what we can, you know, expect from Nike the types of things that they produce, there's like goodwill associated with the Nike brand. Chick-fil-A as well. Like that's a different type of actual product and food line in the fast food service industry than McDonald's or Wendy's or KFC. Like you're going to get a different product from Chick-fil-A and they have a lot of goodwill associated with just their little like C with the chicken on it. Everyone knows that red symbol very, very well. And then Tesla, for example, like, uh, you know, in honestly, their brand is not just based on that Tesla logo, the T, but their overall brand, like their trade dress as a whole, like their car, the whole experience of owning a Tesla. Everyone knows what a Tesla looks like when it drives by. And you know, some cars, when you look at them, you're like, huh, is that like an Infiniti? Is that a Honda? Is that a Nissan? Like, is that a Ford? I'm not quite sure. Like you cannot misrecognize a Tesla. And so also when Tesla comes out with things or Elon Musk is like involved in things, you have so much brand recognition and honestly goodwill associated with what they are going to produce because of the backing of all of the businesses that Elon Musk owns and the owners as well. So really important that you keep logos as a part of your business and you use it all the time. Like just entrench your consumers with your logos and sub logos. And then just remember, like I said, in tip number one, logos are trademarkable. So trademark the word phrase of your business. So we have the legal page trademarked. Um, And when I first trademarked the legal page, I just wanted to make sure no one was taking my name. But once, you know, you, if you have like some really unique symbol or logo, then it would definitely behoove you to also trademark the logo as well under the specific industries and international classes that you work with. And then tip number five for protecting your brand is non-disclosure agreements. Confidentiality agreements, you guys, help protect your trade secrets in your business when outside people work for you. And it is super important for people to sign NDAs. So the reason being is because it's hard to remember what you should and shouldn't say to your workers, right? Because because especially for a lot of us who have remote teams and are working all online and we have like an independent contractor coming in here to work on this little specific subset or project for our business. And then we have VAs in all of our inboxes. And then we have someone on the back end of like our digital product shop working in say Shopify or, you know, WooCommerce or something like that. And they have access to like your price list and, you know, all of your customers and, you know, what your actual back end trade secrets are to running your business. How, like, how are you actually going to be like, oh, I shouldn't have said this to that person? Have an NDA in place that they sign from the beginning where they cannot disclose in perpetuity XYZ regarding your business. And then in your NDA, you're going to, you're going to clearly list out what you expect the confidential things to be in your business that they keep secret. 
So you would say, you know, confidential information, quote unquote, includes the following. And then boom, you list all of the things that people cannot disclose during and after their work with you. And you guys, you can get a simple one pager NDA at thelegalpage.com to use with all of your employees and contractors today. A non disclosure agreement is, I think, a little more robust than just a confidentiality clause in some of your worker agreements. So I always suggest, like, have a confidentiality clause in your worker agreement that says, you know, employee agrees to the non-disclosure agreement that will be signed in conjunction with this employment agreement or, you know, independent contractor agrees to the additional NDA to be signed uh, in conjunction with this contractor agreement. And then you actually have them sign the external four cornered NDA that is a separate document that lists out like all of the things that they need to keep confidential while working with you. And those are the five tips. Tip one, trademark your brand. Tip two, use contracts to protect your brand. Tip three, copyright things that are eligible to be copyrighted. Tip four, logos. Make sure they're everywhere to represent your brand. And tip five, use non-disclosure agreements. My best advice to start implementing all of these today and these protection techniques would be to start small. So start with, you know, NDAs working with, you know, the people that are onboarding with you. Uh, Think about really unique logos. Maybe start looking for a unique brand strategist or graphic designer that can help you. And then, of course, make sure you have solid client contracts in place and you're always thinking about, oh, would I need an additional contract for this purpose or this partnership or this collaboration that I'm doing with someone else? And then when you're ready and you have kind of your feet grounded under you, you have a little little bit more of expendable disposable income in your business where you can hire an attorney to help you. That is when you are kind of a next level brand who is in the protection mode of getting federal trademarks and federal copyright registrations for your business. And that's all that I have for you guys today. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Legal Page Podcast. It was just a few little legal tidbits that I wanted to send your way. And if you guys have any additional questions surrounding some of these things, I always suggest that you guys come join us on the Legal Page Community on Facebook. Just type in the legal page community, quote unquote, in the Facebook search bar, and you will find our group. We have thousands of different solopreneurs and business owners in there, and they ask all kinds of questions like this. And if you have one, that is where me and my team are monitoring questions in a general forum, and we'll be there to help you. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Legal Page Podcast. See, I told you being legally legit isn't so scary. Be sure to visit thelegalpage.com for all show notes. And it would be super awesome if you could head over to iTunes and leave a review. Last but not least, don't forget to join my free Facebook group for unlimited legal and biz Q&A. Chat soon, Legal Pagers. Legal Pagers.